Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Raise your hand if you're guilty of this. You hit the buy now button without even thinking. I know I certainly am, but what if all of those buy now purchases are moving you further away from your dreams and goals without you consciously being aware of it? In today's episode with money-saving expert Jeanette Pavini, we move from mindless spending to mindful spending and uncover the secret to finding joy in saving money. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. 
And Ramp Software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash today. Ramp.com slash today. R-A-M-P.com slash today. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I am so happy you decided to join us on this episode. It is no secret that I love to talk about saving money, and I think so much of quote-unquote doing money can seem like a chore or a task or even just stress-inducing. It's easier to just spend money than it is to save it, especially if you're saving for something that feels just really big and expensive. And the shift I've done in the last few years is very consciously taking money tasks that feel like a chore and finding the fun and joy in them. And I can't say it's a magic potion, but wow, it sure has changed things for me in all areas of my life. And I want the same thing for you. So listen, you are going to love Jeanette. She's a two-time Emmy-winning award consumer reporter and shares her financial expertise with hundreds of media outlets. And she's also the author of a new book called The Joy of Saving. By the end of this episode, you will completely change your thought pattern around saving money and walk away with some sneaky tips to save money in your bank account right now. Oh, and you'll want to stay to the end of this episode to hear Jeanette's super actionable steps to start finding joy in saving money right now. Let's dive in. It it blew my mind when I read that you've been a part of something like a 10,000 money saving stories over the years. So I thought, you know, you must have some really good tricks up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, it's it's probably now it's well over 10,000 uh, money saving stories. I, I, I think if I would have taken my advice all along the way, uh, I'd be in really great shape. But I, I definitely know how to save money. I just need to make sure I always practice it. You and me both, right? <laughs> well, I have so many things I want to talk to you about. But I, I love obviously talking about saving money. And I find it's this this thing that is always on all of our to-do lists, but doesn't always feel like fun. Sometimes it can really feel like a burden. And I'm always trying to share with everyone listening to the show how they can look at saving and budgeting through just a different lens than the narrative that's out there. But since you're the expert, how can we start a process of finding joy in saving? Like, what are we doing wrong that makes this feel more like a burden? And, and uh, you know, how do we take it to that joy stage? Yeah, I, I think, you know, you really hit the nail on the head for what we need to do to start saving money. Because when you look at it as a drudgery, when you look at it as something that you're having to do, having to do as, as like a chore, it's not going to happen. And we need to look at it from a joyful lens, uh, a lens that gives us empowerment. And you know what, I go back the, the the subtitle to my book is money lessons I learned from my Italian American father in 20 years as a consumer reporter. And my father was, um, you know, lived through the great, he was part of the greatest generation, the generation that went through the depression, went through World War II. And when they came back from, you know, World War II, and, and it was a really difficult time for our country and our world, um, they 
they not only survived, but that generation thrived. And it fascinated me as to how they did that. And that's really where I started to think of why I needed to write this book was in April of 2020, when we were really getting hit with the pandemic and it was hitting us, uh, you know, small businesses and the economy and unemployment. I thought, okay, this is history in a way repeating itself with this, you know, massive global, uh, you know, economic, um, you know, downfall. And, but how did that generation do it? And what they did was they had a relationship with their money, with their cash, with their currency. They lived within their means. They knew how much they had coming in and they knew how much they had going out and they made it a joyful process. I mean, my father had, there were seven mouths to feed in our family. I don't think my father ever made over $45,000 a year in his 60 year career, but my dad knew how to save, save money. And I, he found joy in it. And, and that really is, I think the most important thing is we have to change our money mindset. Be excited about it. Get empowered with it. Yeah, I love that. And I, I'm thinking back to that that generation. And obviously, mm-hmm. they didn't have the technology that we have now. They didn't have credit cards. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. feels like now so much is flying at us every second. I mean, I get so many emails a day from all sorts of places that want me to spend money there. And it's sometimes very hard to not push the buy now button. And how do we cultivate, how do we take some of those lessons that, that your father learned and cultivate them like living in the times that we are now with so much consumerism? And you you said something that I think is really so important here, pressing the buy button, credit card. We, um, my very first story I wrote for when I was a columnist for Market Watch, it was on the relationship we have with money because we really don't have a relationship with cash. And in my book, I write about that article because there was a study that was done where there's actually pain associated when you have to turn over cash or currency or a debit card, as opposed to mindlessly giving a credit card. And I know that for myself too. You know, I remember one time I was shopping on the East Coast. I was really excited. I bought these things and I came back to the hotel and I looked at the receipt and I was like, I just spent that much. And if I had to turn over, I'll admit it, it was $800 on just some clothes. If I had to turn over eight $100 bills, there's no way I would have done that. I might have spent $200. So I think it's because in those what you what you mentioned about that generation, they didn't have the buy now buttons. They didn't have My dad had the envelope system. It's like he got paid and he put, "Okay, this is how much is going to food. This is how much is going to gas. This is how much is going to clothes. This is how much is going to, you know, uh electricity bills." And that is where the relationship we have to get back to that. And it's scary, right? It's like, "Okay, I I don't want to know, but putting our head in the sand is not the answer. You will be, you'll feel so good when you know exactly how much you're spending, because then what you could do is you could say, okay, what is flexible in my monthly budget that I can actually lower 
or, or eliminate that cost and what is set in stone. Um, and I, we could talk a little bit about that because I do have strategies for that. But to, to get back to your point, it, it is, it's a mindlessness that we all are guilty of, myself included. Our, you know, my credit card is linked up to Amazon or to different accounts and Whole Foods, and I just click, click, click. We, we have to be aware that that click means money is coming out of an account somewhere. Yeah, I really want to talk about some strategies too, because I think that's really Mm -hmm. important. And I was thinking about this idea of how we develop like a healthy saving money system or routine or something that we can really tangibly do every month. Is it is it the process of like figuring out maybe what spending categories are triggers for us or is is there a way to to cultivate a system that that feels easy to do but we can really start to see progress yeah so cuz i do feel like it you do you have to have a strategy mine is very very simple and I, I could break it down into three steps. The first is what we just talked about. Nothing is going to change until we shift our money mindset. In fact, my first three chapters in the book, I talk about shifting the money mindset. If you feel guilty about things, oh, I did this, I shouldn't have done that. Just It doesn't even matter anymore because we've all been there. I mean, part of the reason I started doing money saving segments 20 years ago is because I needed as a single mom living in the Bay Area to figure out how do I <laughs> save money? Like, how do I feed, you know, how do I put a wardrobe together? Together. That was my very first statement. How do you put a kid's wardrobe together, complete wardrobe for under a hundred bucks? And it, it caught on. Like the response was amazing because people want to know these things, but I started having fun with it. So you, you, you got to let any guilty feelings go of, that, of any mistakes. They're just learning lessons. And today's a new day. We're moving forward here. And so um, that's the money mindset. Next. Okay. Knowledge is power. Look at every single expense that you have every month and just write it out. For 25 years, I did this in a journal. Just, I wrote it out like my dad has a journal he kept for 60 years. I just wrote it out. I didn't do anything. I didn't use Excel spread. I do now, but for 25 years, I did not. And I wrote out every single expense. Then you look at those. And I did this at the beginning of the year when I was starting to talk about the book because I wanted to share with people what you could do. All right. I took four things that were flexible in my monthly expenses because you either have things like your mortgage or your rent that are kind of set in stone. But the other things are pretty flexible. So I took four things. The first thing that I took was I took my my cable, phone, and internet uh, bill. And I was paying a lot and I called them up and I talked to them and I readjusted the plan. I knew I was going to stay with them. So I assigned another, you know, whatever it was, 12 month yeah. agreement, but I lowered it by $60 a month. So right there now I'm saving 60. Then I called my cell phone company, which I've had for like 20 years. I don't know if I've ever revisited that plan, but I'm not kidding you. I was able to shave $90 off of my, I was paying a ridiculous amount yeah. for my cell phone, $90. Now I'm $150. I'm giving myself a raise. And then the last thing I did was we have a, uh, you know, a security, a home security system. And it really wasn't, it was $50 a month, but I got them to lower it 
to $30 a month. I just talked to them and I said, look, you know, I'm paying a lot. Uh, I, we don't really, you know, have any plans on changing. I'd like to stay. I'm a loyal customer. She said, well, I'm going to give you our loyal customer plan. And I brought it down. So now I'm already close to $200 a month. That's $2,400 a year. And that's after taxes. So it's really like you have to earn $3,400 a year to cover $2,400 a year. So, so that's, just do it. It takes like, even if you say, okay, today I'm going to call two companies. I'm not kidding you right now. More than ever, companies are willing to work with people. If you've been laid off or if you're, you know, business is struggling, call them, talk to them. There's plans. So that's, that's super important. The next thing I did was I looked at uh, my biggest flexible expense, which was my grocery bill. Okay. So what I did was I made sure I joined my store's loyalty club because right there I'm going to save. I use the coupons.com app and their uh, cashback offers, and that saves me. And then if something is out of stock, I ask for a rain check because I'm going to save money when it comes back in stock. They'll give me the sale price, even if it's not on sale. And I plan my menu around what is on sale at the grocery store. I've done this story so many times over the years, and and I am not exaggerating. You could slash your grocery bill by doing those four things um, by up to 40 even 50% in some cases. Right there, you're giving yourself a raise. I mean, really, if you do nothing else, join your store loyalty club and build your menu around that. Use apps like coupons.com to save and and get cashback offers and ask for rain checks. Uh, You'll save a lot of money. Um, so, So now I've I've given myself a raise, a couple hundred bucks a month. I'm empowered now. And that's real. It's really as simple of, as as doing those things, um, and you know, keep track of how much you have coming in, and always try to pay yourself, even if it's five dollars a week. You will get in the habit of saving money, and it will add up, and it is empowering. I, I mean, really, even if it is five dollars a week, four dollars, whatever it is, save something. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless. 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM.
Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-T-M for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. 
I share all the time on this podcast, calling your cell phone uh, company, your internet, your cable. I mean, I do this, I kid you not, two times a year. And I always save money and it blows my mind every time. Like every time there's there's a new offer that's better for me, that saves me money. And so I think sometimes it's easy to listen to us talk about those things and think, oh, that's not a reality. That can't happen for me. But it could, like somebody listening could be just minutes away from carving out a couple hundred dollars. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad you do it too, because, you know, I I, I want to try to practice what I preach so that I can <laughs> accurately say, hey, it worked for me. You know, I think we have to also, like, even if it was, okay, saving $20, let's say on my home security. Well, you have to think how hard how many hours do you work to earn $20? And, and that's again, $20 after taxes. So really if you're paying $20 for something, you probably have to earn about 28 to $32, depending on where you're at. So, you know, you have to put it in the context of, of almost like you're visualizing it because getting back to what you were saying earlier about pressing buy, we really don't have the relationship with cash. I mean, how often do we really use cash these days? Right? Yeah. Never, Um, never. And, and it's a shame in a way, uh, because that's where the relationship comes, right? That's why my dad had those envelopes. And when that envelope ran out, we were eating a lot of macaroni, you know, I mean, when the <laughs> yeah. grocery, you know, and, but, but, you know, and, and the joy comes from, uh, and I also did a whole chapter on this too, is, you know, especially for young families, like, how do you have fun with your kids? How do you have fun on date nights? How do you do all that on a dime? Well, there's ways. And clearly that generation did. Um, I mean, they had a hoot with, without really spending any money. Yeah. And I think that's what's so, powerful is when you start to really unlock this in your brain, going back to the mindset piece, when you start to really unlock that there are A, lots of ways you could save money, but B, that you don't have to spend a lot of money to have fun. I think that's when what what you're saying, that's when you can really start to, to have the joy. I mean, my husband and I, we live in Los Angeles. And so pretty much the last year we've been in lockdown <laughs> out here. Mm-hmm. So it's been mm-hmm. this um, this time where we cultivated like this art of how do we do things and, and have fun in our day that A, don't cost money, but B, we don't have to necessarily go anywhere. And we've carved out all of these like interesting things and developed hobbies and not had to spend a lot of money. So I think it really makes you rethink how how you live your life going forward. I think that's what's maybe semi-exciting about this time, if I can use that word. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I think, yeah. I mean, you're finding like, and that's a really good point. I, I It's, 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 I, I, yeah, is it a silver lining? I mean, it, it, this has been such a difficult time, but it is something, it's a, in a way an indirect gift, right? Because I think we've realized two things this past uh, year. Number one is the value of, of being able to hug our families and friends because we haven't, right. you know, I'm in Northern California, same thing, you know, I've, we basically have been home. And number two is you can have fun uh, without have, going out and spending money. You could do things virtually. You could, like you said, hobbies. I mean, these are all things... We've really reevaluated. This has been a humbling year, 
very humbling year for for many of us and and really the importance of having a savings account i think is is clearer now than ever because so many people were in this position where you know uh-oh I, I'm out of my job and I don't have a savings. So now's our time to start building back that savings. And I really feel like, um, you know, we we need to find ways to save money and make it fun. Uh, I think, um, you know, virtual events right now, we're doing so many things virtually. We could be in the comfort of our home and it doesn't cost nearly as much. Yeah, it, it is. It is. I think it's, again, it comes back to this mindset. And uh, I love the idea of creating a relationship with the money. I talk about that a lot because we, you're right, we don't, we don't have this relationship and I'm totally guilty of it myself. Uh, and and I want to go back and talk about something that seems really obvious, but I, I actually get asked this question a lot and I think it's important to step back and talk about it. Why is, why is saving money even important? Like how can savings radically change our life? That's such a great question. I think it does two things. Um, I think one is a very concrete thing that it's, it's, uh, it's an emergency fund. Should you need it? Because it's not really a question of if you're going to need it. It's a question of when you're going to need it because the car is going to break down or you're going to chip a tooth or, you know, the, something's going to come up with your kids. So having money in the bank is it, there's a practical reason to have that because because your monthly budget might not allow for an emergency. So it's kind of like it, it's a practical thing. But then there's a psychological thing. And when I was writing the book, I found an interesting study that talked about how even having $250 in a savings account shifts the mindset of people where they feel a little more empowered and a little bit more, um, you know, confident about the ability Mm, to save money. And those people, even if they made less than someone that was making more, but didn't have a savings, they had a better outlook on saving money. So it goes back to, again, like what I was saying about my dad with making, you know, no more than 45,000. Of course, that was many years ago, but still it wasn't much, um, you know, at the time uh, for seven people to live on 45,000 a year is not a lot, but it was, he, he just, he saved money because he had that mindset. Like he always used to say to me, my generation, we earned a quarter and then we would spend 15 cents and we would try to save a dime. Your generation earns the quarter, spends the quarter, and then borrows another quarter at 25% interest. <laughs> I grew up hearing this. Yeah, guilty, guilty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, he was right. And so, I, but, you know, it's living within those means. So I think having a savings does a practical thing, which is it, it's there in case you need it, and then a psychological thing. And the psychological thing is is really important. It just gives you some, I don't know, just something, a, a vote of confidence for yourself. And again, it doesn't have to be a lot. It just, you know, like stimulus checks are coming out right now. And, you know, I mean, for some people, like, t- try to take some of that and save it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's so powerful. I, I love that. And I, I love the stories talking about about your your dad and how you were raised tell me a little bit about like your money story were you uh did you did you kind of 
step into the saving money from growing up the way you did? Or how did you find your way into talking about saving money? Um, So yes, I grew up with understanding the value of a dime. And I really do mean that. And I, I, every chapter that I have in the book, I start with a funny thing about, you know, my dad and how, what he would do with the different things of, of ways we'd save money because it was hilarious. So, I mean, I, Oh, do you you have a funny one? Do you have a funny one you could share? You know, I mean, thinking about it, like, um, he would, I mean, like, okay, buying, buying, he had this belt. Okay. He always had two belts. He had his everyday belt and he had his dress belts. And I remember someone said to him, (laughs) Because the, the the everyday belt was a little warning. I said, Galdo, why do you got that belt? You know, it's it's tethered. It's he goes, What do I need another belt for? It holds my pants up, I'm fine. Your gen- and then he'd go into the your generation. Your generation, you know, I got he had the same car for 40 years. And he could have at that point. Wow. You know, oh yeah. And and he really, you know, I have to say he retired with uh they owned a house in the Bay Area debt-free, absolutely no credit cards. And, um, you know, when he passed away a couple years ago, I, I started to take over. It's hilarious. I, I took over the money and to oversee my mom's care. And so I, I looked at what he had in the banking account and I was like, oh my God, how did he do that? And I, <laughs> I told my mom and I remember we're sitting there and, you know, it's kind of the last couple of days of my dad and he really wasn't uh, there. He was kind of, you know, in this state of, of doing his transition. And she looked at him and she said, Galdo, if I knew this, we would have done a lot more traveling. I mean, it was hilarious, <laughs> you know, I, but the, the reason I can take care of my mom now and that she's able to stay home with a caregiver because she's much older now in her nineties and, and she has, you know, dementia, but she's living a nice life in her home is because of what he saved. There's no possible way we would have been able to do this so he was planning ahead. Like he, that was part of his thing. Jeanette, take care of your mom. I saved this money, you know, let her stay in the house. And so, I mean, it's, so that was just a cute story with my mom looking, although I would have, you know, traveled a lot more. So um, it's, it's, it was a lot of growing up like that. And then becoming, getting out and getting into credit card debt, right? 18, what are you? You're prime for credit cards because you have no bad credit. You have no credit. And I really started charging and, and then, you know, doing everything. It was like, oh, this is great. I don't have to worry about it. And then I got in credit card debt. So, uh, and then, you know, when I got married and I eventually, you know, had my son, I realized how difficult it was to be a parent and try to save money and try to work while you're trying to reach your own goals. And so it was really lessons I learned the hard way. And I started doing news stories uh, and at the local TV station and it just hit. It just hit everyone wanted more and more ways to save money. And it parlayed into a career with CBS News locally in San Francisco and many years. And then I just, that was it. It was always about, and it branched out into other things like not just saving money in your everyday life, but protecting yourself as a consumer or how to, you know, things about your credit score and, and all of that. But it was a journey. And, and I realized once I started saving money, I was like, okay, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And if it meant not buying the new car or not buying that pair of shoes, I I, I didn't want to go back. And and I think you've got to get as excited about seeing $100 in your savings account as you do the $500 jacket that you got for $100 sitting in your closet. 
I want everyone to like rewind and play that over again. <laughs> uh, because I think that, you know, what, what you're teaching us is it really is how to find joy, but, but the joy is not just like a fleeting emotion. It is that you are empowered with your money, that you are able to make changes. Because I want to throw this out to you, and I get asked this question a lot, and I know we talked about some some avenues to save money, but a lot of people push back because they are in really dire financial uh, situations, they're really paycheck to paycheck, and they say, okay, this is great, Shauna, but I can't figure out any ways to save money. Like, How do you respond to someone who's in, in that sort of situation. Yeah, that, that's an important point because I, I don't want people to think that I'm not aware of that, of what it is living to paycheck to paycheck and, and wondering, do I pay, you know, my mortgage, my rent, or do I, you know, pay the tuition or so I understand that. And, and I, I, I think it's two things on that is number one is going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, try to find ways in your flexible things, in the things that are not set in stone to save money, like, you know, calling, asking, hey, can we lower this? What's the best deal you could get me? Because I'm pretty sure you will find some things um, doing things like what we talked about with grocery and personal care items and, you know, buying things, you know, at dollar store, all that stuff is going to save you money. And if you're doing all that and it's still, you know, a, a, it's a, a paycheck to paycheck or struggle, which I completely understand. I think at that point, it's time to take advantage and look beyond at, at programs that can help you. You know, if you have credit card debt, there's, you know, nonprofit credit card uh uh, agencies out there that are going to help you, you know, um, work with you on your credit cards. Um, there's, uh, you know, agencies that will help you for medical things. There's, you know, there's so many things that are available to you that you might not know about, and it's worth it to take the time to, to find out about those things. And then it's like, you know, certain things, um, like, let's say you're, you're feeling, uh, like w- with your kids and, you know, trying to keep your kids entertained and things like that. Like, this is where, you know, taking advantage of friends or relationships to, to trade off and maybe not right now, obviously during COVID and, you know, when we're dealing with this, you know, kind of more of a shelter, but when things open up again, you know, doing trades with friends where they take the kids so that it gives you time so that you're not paying for childcare for certain days or, you know, things like that. I mean, I, I think we just have to really get creative, but more than creative, we also need to get moving, you know, and, and, shifting again, that mindset, the affirmation, the self-talk, like we got to try to have that can do take advantage of government programs of local programs that help people because they're out there. And it's amazing to me. I just did a a story recently on um, people that are, uh, you know, need caregiver help and the things that are available for, for caregivers to give people a break. Um, You know, there's, there are things out there. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, and if you have kids that have special needs or certain things or a particular medical condition, I always recommend contacting 
the uh, particular organization that oversees that particular, like, let's say I have a friend whose daughter had severe colitis and she contacted the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. I'm also very involved with that foundation. So I'm aware, but they have um, like camps for kids. They have education for kids. They have things that'll help you because medical is such a big expense. It's a good resource to to start to figure out how how to navigate that. That's such great advice. I love that. Well, for our for our millennial money listeners to kind of tie this together, what would be a couple of action steps that you think we should take right now after we listen to this interview to really help us start to find the joy in saving? Are there a couple of things we should do or we can do? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing is to, um, number one would be to, to look at your expenses, just look at them and, and have fun with picking your top three things that you think you might be able to lower that monthly expense. Maybe it's your cable bill. Maybe it's your cell phone bill, whatever it is, just pick three. That's all just pick three and, and make it, uh, make a phone call, talk to them, see about lowering it. And I guarantee that once you get something lowered, even if it's $15 or $20, you're going to want to go to the next thing and the next thing. So that, that I think is number one. And then I want people to know that they can still have fun. Like we need to have fun. And so, you know, start to look at ways like gold star is an online virtual, uh, website that they, they often offer really low cost or free, uh, you know, activities, start to find ways to have fun. If you want to have a dinner, um, you know, think about ordering it from the lunch menu because it's less expensive and, and, uh, save it and heat it up for dinner. I mean, things like that, like start to have some fun, but in a way that you're saving money, because what you don't want to do is feel like you're depriving yourself. Um, and, and, and I think the last thing would be is to really, really, and I'm taking a class on this right now because I even realize myself that my self-talk sometimes gets me in trouble. My thing is with like diet and exercise, like, okay, oh, I hate exercise or I hate that. I'm trying to <laughs> change it. And um, this this brilliant woman who I, I'm taking her classes said, she goes, okay, you have three words that you're going to say. You're going to say up until now. I hated exercise. So now it's shifting. So you could say up until now, I have not been able to save money. Just It's just up until now. So just shift it. And it's amazing. And visualize that, you know, there's joy and that you're having fun and that you see $100, $120 in your bank account. It will start to shift everything. But taking control and empowering yourself, everyone can do that. And, and look for help. Do not be do not be afraid to ask for help. There are so many great programs. At the end of every chapter, I put a resource of how people can get help in those particular areas. And one last thing, if you do feel you need to shop, I'm a big fan of resale shops because I feel like you could get great deals. It helps the environment. And it's it's many times you get things like 90% off what the retail price would have been. It's great for kids. Well, Jeanette, this has been fun. <laughs> I have thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed uh, talking about finding joy in savings. I would love for you to tell everyone listening where they can go to grab a copy of your book and uh, connect with you. Yes. Yeah, so my book, The Joy of Saving, is available on Amazon. 
And um, I have a Joy of Saving community. So if you through Facebook, um, so if you go to my website, which is just JeanettePavini.com, um, it will have all the links to my, you know, to my communities, to my newsletter for uh, the Joy of Saving Secrets. Um, and you know, I'm I'm always trying to put new tips out there, little things, strategies to keep us all, you know, we're all in this together. And one last thing I'll say is I I feel like um, part of my brand or what I try to talk about is I want to help you to help yourself so you could help others because I feel like we're all in this together. And that's another thing that's really empowering is finding ways to volunteer your time or your energy. It doesn't cost you a dime, but it's amazing how empowering that could be. My dad was a big volunteer and he taught us that. And I think that it's a great way for us to feel good about ourselves and to help the greater good. Wow. Not only is Jeanette super cool to talk to, but she dropped so many gems in this episode that even I had to listen to it a second time. So You've got your action steps, and I want to encourage you today to start finding joy in your savings. I guarantee you it's going to shift things for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, here's two ways you can help. Number one, share this episode with your friends and family members. It's the number one way we can keep growing the show and bringing on amazing guests like Jeanette. Number two, head on over to iTunes, leave us a review, tell me how this podcast has helped your money journey. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new one.